This morning, um, I was all geared up to preach a sermon. Uh, I was at a meeting this week, and uh, we were talking with other pastors, and they were all talking about how summer was kind of that take-a-breath time, uh, how in summer things slow down for them, and how life gets a little easier for the church, and then they gear up for the fall. And I'm like, I'm the opposite. I said, summers are when things get busy for us. I mean, we've got uh, this season of outreach coming, so I was ready man to bring it and tell everyone it's time to get busy it's time to get involved vacation bible school rodeo bible school it's this weekend Uh, all anybody who wants to be here even if you haven't signed up show up i'm sure pastor tara can find something for you to do um but i mean we're in that season we got water bottles i got two thousand bottles of water on order every one of those bottles of water needs a sticker and needs to be given to someone i can't do that by myself we got back-to-school backpacks getting ready to get geared up and all the school supplies and, and the food and all that stuff that we do down in the park. And I mean, so as pastor, I'm thinking we're going into a season of outreach. So I get to preach like, get busy, get to it, do something, get off your butts, excuse my language. But I thought that's where I was going to be this morning. I was thought I was going to be a shoe-in, this is going to be easy. And then God started to speak to my heart. And, um, you know, I love God. He confirms things. Uh, and, and so, I mean, quite candidly, Friday morning, I still didn't know. I thought I was preaching on get busy. And, and God changed my heart and took me to a place. And I thought, God, this isn't where we need to be right now. <laughs> this is where we've been. And this isn't where we're supposed to be. And, and he just said, just listen. And, and so God has been faithful uh, the last, I'd say, three weeks really confirming the word that he's bringing to our church. Three weeks ago, I preached on Spring Up, Oh Well, and Carrie confirmed with me that she'd been looking at that song and wanted to play that song, and she'd been finding the music for it, and so it was just kind of a cool thing. Uh, Last Sunday, uh, during worship, God changed my sermon. The complete second half of my sermon changed, gave me a word. This week, I set set myself down, and and I prepared the word, and I'll say... Sometimes social media is good, and he confirmed a scripture on social media. Someone else in our church shared a scripture, and it's exactly where God has me. But it wasn't where I thought I'd be. You know, we're preaching on outreach. We're in a, we're in a season of outreach. We're ready to go. And God started to speak to my heart about a discipline that I think is, for many, one of the most challenging disciplines in faith. A discipline that for a lot of us, we just aren't good at. We've never been intentional about developing this skill, and so we just don't do it. Have you ever flown early in the morning, and you're sitting there by the gate, and the crew shows up? And your pilot's walking into the plane with like a gallon of coffee and dark sunglasses on. Don't you feel confident then? Or I know our hospital, our doctors, they're, they're great, but they're on call like 24 hours a day. And so you ever go with a doctor and you see the doctor and they got dark circles that are bigger than pastors. And, um, and, and, and they just look like they're worn out. I mean, aren't you ready for them to, to work on you? There's a discipline I, I want to talk about today that is imperative if we're going to be effective in our outreach, in what we do. In that discipline, it's, it's rather simple, but it's 
often misunderstood. I want to talk today about the importance of rest. The importance of Sabbath is the word in the Old Testament, but I want to spend some time today not saying get busy, but get rested. Because there's stuff to be done. This week, my week, I was busy, like I usually am. Uh, I think on Tuesday I had five meetings in Scott's Bluff. On Thursday night I had another meeting in Shadron. Um, and in between all that, I decided that I wanted to put a door in the back of my house. Why? Because, well, we could. So I had a door at my house that we bought a couple weeks ago and I hadn't done it yet. And my wife and I had a tense Wednesday and she went for a walk and I chose to stay home. So I decided I should get busy while she was gone. And I went and started to clear out a spot for the door just to get the, the panel taken off of the wall so I could put my door in. And she came home and she said, oh, we're doing this tonight. I guess we're doing this tonight. And so then we proceeded to take the other door out. And to take the other door out, I had to rip apart the door frame. And uh, this is 7 o'clock at night when my project starts. Lesson number one, don't start a project when Heron's is closed. So I get to looking at the door that I purchased and the hole that is now in my house and realize that I measured the door that was there, but the, the people, the wonderful people who put that door in, they custom made that thing. So the door opening that I'm looking at My door was too skinny and too tall for the opening that was before me. So what could have been about five or six screws in not that much time turned into me rebuilding uh, my door frame. And I don't have all the lumber I need, so I'm going to find it. And so somewhere around 10.30, I'm outside with my chop saw, still cutting up wood, thinking my neighbors love me. And I got to the place, you ever been there? I was tired. I knew I had Bible study in the morning. I just wanted this thing done. So I just started shooting screws in wherever I could and decided we'd call it good. It didn't matter if there was a big opening at the top. It didn't matter if I hadn't rebuilt my header yet. I was done. Sometimes when we're tired, we make bad decisions. Sometimes when we don't have the rest that we need, I looked up sleep deprivation just because uh, the importance of rest is what I want to talk about. I looked up sleep deprivation in the scripture, or not in the scripture, on Google, which is scripture for some, I guess, I don't know. Anyway, I looked it up online and it said, here are the symptoms or the, the, the products, the effects of sleep depri- deprivation. Irritability, anxiety, forgetfulness, distractibility, lack of motivation, Depression, heart disease, heart attack, high blood pressure, irregular heartbeat, increased risk of stroke, diabetes, overweight, lack of energy, poor decision making. I mean, it sounds like a place we all want to be. And I know I'm talking about a very physical thing right now, but I also know that this translates to my spiritual life. There's so many sleep-deprived Christians. There's so many sleep-deprived followers of Christ who have great heart and great desires and they want to do and they want to get busy and they want to do all that God has them to do, but they're just irritable, broken people. And as a pastor, I felt like God was saying, before we get busy... 
Let's get rested. Because if you start your task, me, 7 o'clock at night, and you're not rested for the task at hand, you will make bad decisions and you won't be effective. The next morning I got up and I took everything out. I rebuilt it all. I could go to Heron's and buy what I needed, get the right lumber in place, and my door is in now. But we neglect the discipline of rest. We neglect the discipline of Sabbath. This is a, this is a quote I read. It said, The ability to calm your soul and wait before God is one of the most difficult things in Christian life. Our old nature is restless. The world around us is frantically in a hurry, but a restless heart leads to a reckless life. I'm going to say that again. A restless heart leads to a reckless life. I don't want to live recklessly. I don't want to live ineffectively. I don't want to live irritably, anxietively, if that's a word. Anxiously is probably the better word. But so many times that's where we are. And so many times we find ourselves, you know how I usually know that I'm irritable? It's when I'm with my kids and all of a sudden irritability is coming out. So many times we find ourselves and we wonder why we're at where we're at. And the reality is it's because we neglected something that we should have done before we got here. So this morning I just want to talk about Sabbath, about rest. Father, I come to you this day and I pray for us in this room. Every one of us, God, I pray that you help us to hear from your word. That as we look at the word, as we look at the old and we look at the new God, we see how you've designed rest for us. God, I pray for the words that we hear, the words that are spoken, that they would be yours, that, Spirit of God, you would speak through us. And, God, that you would refine in us, you would define in us the necessity, the the discipline of rest. Use your word this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Sabbath, it comes about pretty quick in Scripture. I remember the story in Genesis. This is about the beginning. Uh, when God is creating everything, he, do, he goes through six days of creation. Genesis chapter 2 says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work He had been doing. So on the seventh day, He rested from all His work. Then God blessed the seventh day. He made it holy because on it He rested from all the work of creating that He had done. God designed the Sabbath in the Old Testament. Here in Genesis, we see rest from labor. We see rest from, from what was. Even God, the, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Alvin Mega, beyond my comprehension, but he was intentional about taking the seventh day and resting. And he said, I've made this day holy. What does that mean, holy? I've set this day apart for a purpose, right? I've set this day apart for, for you to be made holy. This day is, is set apart for a very real purpose. God set the Sabbath apart and it has something to do with holiness. In the book of Second Kings, 
We read a story that says, Do you know that because of the wars raged against my father David from all sides, he could not build a temple for the name of the Lord, his God, until the Lord put his enemies under his feet. But now the Lord my God has given me rest on every side, and there is no adversary or disaster. I intend, therefore, to build a temple for the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord my father told my father David when he said, Your son, whom I will put on the throne, in your place, we'll build the temple for my name. There's rest from work. There's rest from adversaries. There's rest from wars. We see in the Old Testament, this is going to be in Psalm chapter 46. I think I have, oh, it fixed it there. Good. God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Therefore, I will not fear or we will not fear, though the earth should change and though the mountains slip away into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, uh, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. I see in the Old Testament God knew that we would need rest. He knew we would need rest from work. We would need rest from, from adversaries. We would need rest from worries. God knew that, that, that we as people, we need these moments of rest. We see it time and time again in the Old Testament. But, but the question becomes, what does this mean? Like, what is rest? When I'm talking about Sabbath. I mean, remember the New Testament? Jesus is walking along and he and his disciples are walking and they, and they pick some fruit off the trees and the Pharisees are watching and say, you can't pick fruit on the Sabbath because you're working. They didn't get the Sabbath. Like they went from rest to inactivity. But I don't think that's what God designed. How do we find rest from our adversaries? How do we find rest from our worries? Because our worries are still there, right? What we're anxious about, it's still going on. But how do I find rest in the midst of that? How do I find Sabbath? How do I find that, that, that rejuvenating place, that place that makes me holy in the midst of adversaries and war, in the midst when my life is a mess and everything seems to be coming against me. God doesn't just design rest for us when we're on the mountaintop, but rest that is essential for us in our lives, no matter where we're at. How do I find it? Well, oftentimes the answer to the old is fulfilled in the new. What God designed in the Old Testament is, is a mirror or, or a lens for us to be fulfilled in the New Testament. When we talked about the springs, remember we talked about springs and how important it was, the water coming from the rock and, and the water springing up from the ground. Uh, we looked at that, how that was a type. Guess what? God fulfilled the Sabbath in the New Testament. How do we see that? Second Corinthians. I'm sorry, Colossians chapter 2. We're going to talk about the rituals. Colossians chapter 2 verse 16 says, Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are only a shadow of things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Now, what were they talking about? They were talking about festivals. They were talking about the things they were doing. The practices of their life. That should be on there, Irene. Yeah, it's a green one. Yeah. And he said, with regard to these festivals, the new moons or the Sabbath, the reality of those is found where? 
in Christ. I feel like sometimes mm, I get I get irritable with my kids because I have to repeat myself. You know what I'm saying? Where you say the same thing several times. I feel like the last three weeks, God has brought us to the same place. And, and I feel like, church, if we're not listening, we're going to miss what he's speaking. The same place we talked about springs of living water, but that source was, was Jesus Christ. We talked about responsibility of titles last week, and the reality that God took us to was John chapter 15. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. God is continually reminding us He is the source. He is the source. Sabbath, Scripture says, the reality of Sabbath, what Sabbath accomplishes, what the Sabbath Sabbath was designed for is found in Jesus Christ. That's where we have to look to discover what the Sabbath means. How do I find rest in Him? Sabbath isn't just about sitting down doing nothing. You can be really great at Sabbath... And not find the source, which is Jesus Christ. And that's just laziness. The Sabbath was designed because God knows us well enough that we need to press into Him so He can fill us up. The Sabbath was designed that we would set apart a time that we could escape from our work, that we could escape from some of those responsibilities, that we could escape from some of those anxieties and worries and all that stuff that surrounds us, that we would find a time that we could just get with Him and let Him minister to us. Do you hear me? God desires to pour out into you. God desires for you to have those times, those moments, where you allow Him to speak into your life. God desires to fill you full so you can minister effectively. But we neglect the discipline of Sabbath. We don't take the time. We don't make the time. And let me tell you, if you don't make time, time's not coming. If we're not intentional about making time for Sabbath, we're going to miss what God desires for us. There's a story about work in, in the New Testament that I think some people, uh, they, they don't like it very much. Uh, it says Luke chapter 7, but I believe it's Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 41. It says, Jesus and his disciples were on their way to a village where a woman named Martha had opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. So she came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work 
by myself. Tell her to help. She didn't find Sabbath. I mean, God offered something to her. It was the remarkable opportunity to just sit at the feet of Jesus Christ and let Jesus just talk to you and ask him questions and, and talk about what all he's been doing. And what did Martha do? She became so consumed with the work and everything else that had to be done. Sabbath was put in her lap. And she couldn't separate herself from the work. She ignored what was given to her. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. What was Martha? Martha had work. Martha had worries. Martha had offense or or, or wrongdoings that separated her from the Sabbath that was right before her. I mean, she had to make the, the, the best meal and, and she had to make sure the house was clean and the, and the table was set. And, 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 she had to, and then she got worked up because Mary wasn't doing anything and she got worried because Mary was spending more time with Jesus than she was. And then that became offense in her heart and all those things separated her from the Sabbath that was available to her. A God-appointed time just to sit down and just be with Jesus. And Jesus said what? She's chosen what's better. She's chosen what's better. What's better for you, the work or the rest? You know, we can go into outreach and we can do the greatest vacation Bible school rodeo roundup that this town has ever seen. But if we're serving out of ourself, then what's better for us? We can hand out water bottles and and we can preach the gospel and we can build whatever and we can do all this stuff. But if we haven't found that moment with Jesus, then what is better? Yeah, we've got to do those things. Yeah, we're called to be witnesses. Yeah, we're created to be light. Yeah, He made us so, so that rivers of life can flow from us. But guess what we do? We, we minister in our, in our sleep deprivation. And then we're ineffective and we make bad choices and we're irritable and tired of people. And then we wonder why we're ineffective. It's because we're ministering from ourself. We're missing what God has given. Listen, Scripture says in Luke chapter 2, He said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Sabbath is a gift from God that He designed for you. God made Sabbath for you. He designed it because He knew you would need it. He knew that that was important for every one of us to find it. So how? I want to go back to that scripture I read in Psalms. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear though the earth should change, and though the mountains slip into the heart of sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains quake at its swelling pride. And then it's got this word. They didn't even pronounce this. It just is in the text. It says, Selah. Do you know what that word means? It doesn't mean sing. Selah. 
I mean, just stop and think. Pause and reflect. The Lord, God, He's our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we won't fear. It doesn't matter where I'm at or what I'm facing. I don't have fear. Why? Because I'm reflecting. I'm remembering. I'm stopping and thinking. Yeah, these mountains, they might be big. The, the ground might be quaking. The, 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 the oceans might be pouring out. But just wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. In the midst of all this, who is God? What has He offered to me? God has said time and time, I'm a refuge. I'm a safe place. I'm a strong tower where you can be and I will take care of you. But we don't find rest in the middle of our storms because we never stop and think. I'm usually too busy solving the problems. I'm figuring the way out. I'm figuring what i got to do to make sure my family's safe. The discipline of Sabbath is, hey, just stop for a second. Stop and think about who God is and what God has done. Where has God brought you this far? What has God done in your life? What do you know that you know that God has done? I mean, really, if I ask you that question, who is God? Who is God in your life? What do you know that He's done? What can you stand on and say, man, He is my rock, and I know He's my rock because of... If you don't know the answer, maybe you haven't stopped to think. Selah, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. The nations made an uproar. The kingdoms tottered. He raised his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Just stop. Reflect. That's what Sabbath is. Reflection. In Psalm chapter 46, if we continued this, I didn't continue the whole, the whole chapter of, of Psalm 46, the whole psalm, but it says, Cease striving and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted among the earth. Sometimes we just have to stop and think, to pause and reflect, and then we just have to remain. Another version simply put is, is be still and know that I am God. Just remain in my presence. I mean, think of the foolishness if we're sheep. Okay, let's just say for some reason we're sheep. And there's a lion chasing us. And we're running around like crazy people, but the refuge is right there. And we just have to get inside it and remain in it. And the lion can't do anything to us, but we're too busy running from the lion to get in the refuge. And if the lion is out there, where do I want to be? I want to remain in the refuge. So we stop We think, we pause, we reflect, we remain where he's at, and then we respond. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30 says, Come to me, 
all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our response, he's already offered. God designed Sabbath for you today because he knew moments would come where you would be weary and tired. He knew there would be moments where you would be overwhelmed with whatever, that you couldn't sleep, that you didn't sleep, and you were irritable, frustrated, whatever else. It was affecting you and those around you. And he said, come to me. I've already made a place For you to be. I've already given you the gift of Sabbath. I've modeled this in the Old Testament. I've modeled it with with God, the maker of everything, even in the creation story, that you need a moment where you can just come. Come and I will do what? He'll give you the rest. He'll give you the rest. How do I find peace in the midst of a storm? How do I escape anxiety when I'm overwhelmed with my worry? I don't know, but God gives it to you. It's not something that you produce. It's not something that you make. Scripture says this is a gift from God, that God will give it to you when you start to reflect, when you start to think about who God is, when you just remain in that place and you allow him to minister to you and then you respond to what he's doing and you come, he will give you rest, holy rest, Sabbath rest, Rest that sanctifies. Rest that sets you apart for the work that God's designed you to do. Rest that allows you to minister at vacation Bible school when all the kids are screaming and they're being brats. Rest that allows you to be a pastor when people don't respond and you get frustrated and tired in yourself. Rest that allows you to be a parent and be a loving demonstration of God when all this other stuff is going on and you just want to pick up your kid and shake him really hard. Never, never shake a baby. I had to watch that video four times. Never, never, ever shake a baby. There's a rest that God made for you. There's a source that God designed for you this day. He's already provided it. He's already designed it. He's already modeled it. We just have to respond. God, I'm tired. God, I'm I'm weary. I, I need I need help. I can't do this anymore. I can't keep on keeping on. I've got you know one of the things that as a as a minister now in in some responsibility, it's always intriguing. We come across pastors who are burned out. My superintendent, he's like, I don't get how a pastor can be burned out. He said, you're doing the work of God. God fills them up. But I know how pastors get burned out. It's because we haven't found Sabbath. We might rest. We might even take vacation. 
But Sabbath isn't inactivity. Sabbath is finding the source. That's Jesus Christ. Sabbath is allowing that source to pour out in you and give you what you need. Psalm chapter 62. This is where I'm going to stop. Psalm chapter 62, verses 1 through 8. It says, truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. Truly, He's my rock and my salvation. He's my fortress. I will never be shaken. How long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down this leaning wall, this tottering fence? Surely they intend to topple me from my lofty place. They take delight in their lies. With their mouths they bless, but with their hearts they curse. Yes, though, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock. He is my refuge. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your parts to Him, for God is our refuge. This morning, I want to stop. I want to say, God is our refuge. Our salvation comes from, from Him. He is your fortress today. He is your source this morning. So trust in Him. Pour out your heart to Him. Tell Him where you're at. Tell Him you're tired. Tell Him you're weary. Let Him know that you need Him. And, and, and He will respond. He will give you the rest that you have need of. Sabbath, rest, we need it. This morning as we wrap this up, I just encourage you to say la. <laughs> just, just stop and stop and think. God, have I been really depending on you? Have I been intentional? Have I been diligent about my Sabbath? Have I been serving out of exhaustion? Have I been reckless in living? Because I haven't been intentional about my refuge in Jesus Christ. Just stop and think. And for a moment, maybe just remain. Just allow yourself to, to focus on, on who God is and, and what He's done and all the provisions that He's made for you and all the promises that He's given you and what God has, has done in your life and, and how he's, he's made Himself known to you. Just remain there. Maybe you need to respond. Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and I'll give you rest. Maybe this morning you need to respond. Maybe you need to come, whether it's at the altar, maybe it's finding someone in the church to pray with you. Maybe it's just you and God where you're at. But respond. God, I need you. Because the outreach is coming. There's plenty to get done. Life 
will continue to drive you if we're not intentional about the Sabbath that He's designed for us. Father, we thank You for this time. Thank You, God, that in Genesis chapter 2, You knew, I need Sabbath in 2018. God, I thank you that you designed this, 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 this law, this day in the Old Testament of Sabbath, that it could be fulfilled through Jesus Christ, that we, your church, in this time, in this place, in this moment, could understand the fullness of the importance of Sabbath. We think, God. We think about what you've done. God, how you brought me. How you wrote my story. How, how you designed me, even myself, to be a pastor in, in Crawford, Nebraska, in this moment, this day, God. All that had to happen for that to be made known. God, I thank you that you're the God who's forgiven me, that I have the fullness of forgiveness through Jesus Christ. God, I think about all the promises that you've made to my life, all the times that you've you've taken a moment just to speak to me. I thank you, God, that you love me, that Scripture says that your love is abundant, that it's bound. It's extravagant how much you love me. I thank you, God, that you're the source. I thank you, God, that that, that the source is, is Jesus Christ, that that's where I find life, that through Him I find joy, that through Him I find peace, that through Him I find rest. Through Him I find that those waters that spring up, that living water that flows from me. I thank you that, that God, you're the source. I thank you that you're a refuge, that you're a safe place. That you've designed a kingdom for me to be a part of that protects me. With that strong tower that's above. Above the trials, above the problems. God, I thank you for that. And I just want to remain in that, God. Just dwell in that. Remain in me. And I also in you. I'm the vine and you are the branches. The word of God says. God, I want to remain. I want to make dwelling with you. I want to be intentional about that time, about those moments where I just let you provide me what I have need of. And I want to respond. Come to me all who are weary. I'll give you rest. Jesus speaking to you this morning, in the midst of your storm, in the midst of where you're at, in the midst of all the work, in the midst of all the labor, in the midst of all the wars, in the midst of all the problems, in the midst of all the circumstance, Jesus is speaking to you this morning and he's saying, come to me. Yeah, I see, I see where you're at, Jesus is saying. I see the circumstance that you're facing. I see the anxieties that, that are around you. I see all that's going on. I see all that has to be done. But just come to me. If you're weary and burdened, if you're tired and weak, come to me. And I will give you rest. He's saying, i got rest. I've got rest for you. Just come. 
Come to me and I'll give you the rest. We must respond. This morning I know also we didn't have a time of, of prayer at the end of worship. I, I opened the altars up. If you need to respond to the message or if you've got other circumstances where you're saying, God, I need your hand in my life. There's a place in my life where I need to see the very hand of God touch and move. But find Sabbath in Him. Truly, He's my rock and my salvation. He's my fortress, I will not be shaken. My salvation, my honor depend on God. He's my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in Him at all times. Pour out your hearts to Him, for God is our refuge. Find the Sabbath this week. Find that God-appointed rest, that gift that God has already set aside for you. Allow Him to minister to you and, and give you the rest that you have need of. The Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May He turn His face towards you and grant you His peace. And may you find Sabbath. May you find rest in your weariness. Amen? Be blessed.